Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. Dude, happy new year. Dude, happy new year. It's 2020. It's 2020, and so much has changed. Yeah. It, yeah yes. Yes, it has, dude. Yeah. Yes. Um, and not for the better. Dude, well, uh, how was your holiday? My holiday was great. Yes? It was uh, happy and healthy, family. It was great. Outstanding. Yep. At outside the Sharks games, everything went well. Well, dude, let's not the the Sharks games have not been all terrible. We're we just gonna jump right into this, dude. We're we just, just jumping right in away with the niceties. Yes. Okay. After today's game, yes. Okay. All right, dude. I could I sense just a, a touch of sea salt across from me. So yeah. Um, uh, let's jump right in, dude. Uh, the the Sharks uh, last two weeks uh, has been uh, more agonizing than an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I have to say. Um, Dude, I mean, let's start with the, uh, I don't know, because today was fairly uh, disgusting, but uh, but the Capitals lost, but yeah, the loss at home to the LA Kings when they were up 2-0 <laughs> was completely and totally uh, yeah. disturbing and infuriating. Then the report an hour later from multiple beat writers that the Sharks were laughing and having a great time in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was also uh, made. I was. I was beside myself. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, like I just. Yeah. Uh, and I'm. And I don't know. That's been uh, explained as an unrelated incident. Whatever. You know. What I mean. But it who doesn't knows? matter. I, who knows? That was a terrible, terrible loss at home to a terrible team in the L.A. Kings. They had that game. And they completely choked it away, as we've seen them do multiple times, yeah. including today. Yep. Um, bad and, loss. And then they they sort of try and redeem themselves with a a decisive win against they did. Philadelphia. They did redeem themselves. Now you can also uh, put a bunch of different markers on that game. Oh, Philadelphia is terrible on the road, and their goalie's terrible on the road, and you know they were in a bad scheduling spot. Okay, yeah, well, whatever. Right. A good game, a great effort from Timo Meyer finally. Yeah. Right. Yep. And the Sharks decisively win that game six to one. And then after that, you go, well, uh, after getting their asses chewed out after the L.A. game, mm-hmm. then maybe maybe it's going to be different till they get to Detroit. <laughs> and then they, they get shut out by the worst team in hockey. Yeah. Unless the Sharks are now the worst team in hockey. No, well, not not by the standings. Right. No, they're not. But um No, that was that was I you, you sort of you kind of can't believe what you're watching, right? You're like, yeah. how is this happening? Like how are they getting shut out and then losing to to the worst team in the NHL? I mean, by by a, by a lot. By a lot. Actually, the Sharks have a lot more points than the Detroit by Red Wings. By a lot. They are so bad. They're minus seventy three goal differential. They're so bad, and they and they beat the Sharks two nothing. That was, uh, I you know you you're just like this. At that point, I was I'm done. Like yeah. I'm done. I can't take anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't take anymore. Like how how can you, how can you take anymore? And then they go to Pittsburgh. 
who somehow is is winning at an incredible clip with sort of a mash unit of players. Yep. And they go to Pittsburgh and they win. Yeah. They win. And, and then And Pittsburgh was hot. They're hot. And they're hot. Sharks win on the road. Yeah. Brent Burns. With the loss, Pittsburgh still seven, two and one in the last ten. So, okay. Yeah. So then you go, Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, they're good. Then you go, they I don't go know to what Columbus. To Columbus yeah. also just riddled with injuries. I, I just completely they're missing like ten guys. Ten guys who would normally be in the in the lineup and they're still they're hot. Yeah. They're hot. They're 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 playing incredibly well. They've got points and I don't know, they it's like fourteen in a row or something. Yeah. Some sort of crazy stat. Sharks go there, they win. Right. They win again. And you go, Holy smokes, there is no way they're gonna win. The second game of a back-to-back daytime games right. against the best team in hockey. There's no way. Right. Oh, what? They're winning. Yeah. They're up. It's 3-1. It's 3-2. It's 4-2. Yeah. This game is over. It's 4-2 with a minute left. Sweet. 4-2 with a minute left. And then enter Martin Jones. Yeah. <laughs> right? With just uh, a yeah. horrific display of goaltending. In the final minute, yeah, and in overtime, yeah, make a big save. Oh my God! Now it's on the team too. I mean, and dude, for fifty nine minutes, I was so proud of them today. They were they laid it all on the line. They were, um, you could really see. And we'll talk, you know, more specifically about some changes that I do like about things that are happening. You know, they kept saying over and over again, "Oh, the Sharks finally have an identity." Right, mm-hmm. yeah. they finally have an identity, and I was agreeing with them. They're playing physical. You could really look at look at the on the ice and go, "Gosh, there's some really good things happening." Except for the power play, which is still terrible. Yeah, there's some good things happening, and then and they then, lose. And then they lose. They lose. They lose a two goal lead in one minute, and then they lose in overtime. I can't agree with Kerr saying this is one of the worst losses of the year because it was against Washington. You cannot beat the loss to Detroit. The loss to Detroit is the worst of the year. No other loss comes close. I just, I mean, that's that's just an embarrassing, debilitating, awful loss. I mean, did they screw up in this loss to Washington? Of course they did. You know, is it so disappointing and heartbreaking? Yes, it is. But it's still no loss to Detroit. I mean, that's not. They aren't even in the same ballpark. Yeah, I, I. Uh, I mean, it sucks. I, don't get it, me wrong. It, it, I agree, and I think if if this was this this year was going better, you'd be like, oh well, they got a point, right? right they right. got a point. This was their third third game in four nights, right? Or third yeah. game in four days. You go, gosh, there's a really tough, brutal scheduling yeah, spot, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh, Columbus, and Washington. That's brutal. Three. And then St. Louis on Tuesday. And, yeah, and you go. They got a point. They, they if you said and um, they go to this worship. Hey, the Sharks are going to get five points in Pittsburgh, Washington, Columbus. You go, yeah, right. sure, I'll take that. Even if the Sharks were at the top of the standings, you'd be like, yeah, that's awesome, great, right? Right. But when they could have, they could have, and they should have, yeah, won this game. Yeah, you know, um, there's just there's there's no excuse for it, and. Especially a team that needs points so badly. Uh, so badly that this was a point left behind. And also, just they seem to have so much confidence for the majority of this game. So much confidence. They seem to really figure out what they wanted to do five on five. Yeah, yeah. 
And I love the physicality. The fourth line is really coming around. I think the line combinations that Bugner has put together and he's sticking with them instead of jumbling at every turn. Right. Like has been effective. Um, I like, you know, th- I think I've already said this maybe three times. I'll say it again. I just like the physicality. Dylan, I mean, I don't know. All of a sudden you start reading these reports, Brandon Dylan might get traded. He seems excited. He's playing really well. <laughs> maybe he's excited to be traded. <laughs> maybe he wants to get the hell out, right? Yeah, yeah. But you look and you go, gosh, you take a look here. You've got Dylan, Shimmick, and Ferraro, all physical defensemen, playing hard, making it more difficult for teams to... Uh, play the Sharks, and you can also see. Okay, I like I like Stefanosin. Yeah, I mean he's not a great hockey player, but that fourth line's been pretty good. And apparently, and Shellman's good. Shellman, I had no idea. How do you how do you get and that? It's Nason, I think. Is, oh, it's what? not Nason. Okay, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> how do you get Shellman from a K? I guess this he's is Swedish. Okay, great. Yeah. He's been good, right? That line's been good. They play yeah. hard. They play physical, right? Yeah. Um. Even, you know, Marlowe's not scoring, but he's been, you know, he had some nice defensive moments. Um, he really caught up with with a, a player, I can't remember who it was, on a, on a breakaway. Like, um, some good stuff, okay? Um, but, you know, you can't, when you can't hold... You can't close. You can't close. Always be closing, yeah. dude. You can't close. Yeah. You've seen this happen now over and over again, right? The, you know, you... It happened against the Kings. It happened here against... It, this was worse in terms of, you know, how it happened. But, it, you know, dude. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, choking away two late game leads and then losing in overtime. Sad. And you know what? I mean, for most of this game, I was like, oh, Martin Jones is playing okay. Right. Man. Those last I mean, it, two goals was bad. He was like standing on the goal line for both of them. Yeah, and they were jumping on him on the broadcast. They say he, he's playing like f- so far back. He's yeah. got a challenge. Right. He didn't. He didn't even like. He he's like he was frozen in time. That spin around was that Verona goal was the was the the third goal where he sort of spun around and shot it. Jones was so deep in the net he couldn't cover either corner because right. he was so deep in the net. Right. So, I mean, I don't know what he was doing, but yeah, it's like he had no shot. He looked, he just looks defeated yeah. at that point, right? Uh-oh, here comes the Charlie Brown rain, rain cloud again, you know? And and I can't, I'm, I'm going to say it, dude. If Aaron Dell had been playing today, we would have won this game. Yeah. We would have won because well, Dell would have stopped. He would have stopped one of those. I'll tell you this. If Aaron Dell was in net and it was 4-2 with a minute left, we definitely would have won that game for sure. Yes. And so... I just, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not sure as I'm looking ahead at the schedule here when Martin Jones is going to get to play again. Yeah. Because uh, that was not good. Um, He was not bad against Detroit, right? I don't think he was the reason why they lost that game. But, you know, at this point, I'm just not sure. Uh, it, it, they they can't afford Dell's the number one the, he he is and you know I mean and Dell came out and said it to the to the press this week he said I really didn't get a chance like right. I didn't get a chance like DeBoer was riding his number one no matter what and I was like getting the opportunities to play the second half of back-to-backs or on mop-up duty right so how am I you know wh- what are you supposed to do so we're it's pretty clear right now 
who the top goalie is. And for a moment today, I was like, oh, you know, Dell's really pushing Jones. He's playing better. It's going to be a great win for him. What right. great confidence. And then, yeah, right. I was, all in the the toilet. Same, I was thinking the same thing. In the toilet, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, you, if you're him right now, any confidence you had, just completely flushed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Flushed away. And that's one thing, you know, you got to say for Bugner. And to be perfectly honest, I think the ride the number one goalie thing is a defensible position for a coach to take. I don't think you can necessarily, certainly in hindsight, it doesn't look so good for DeBoer. But if you if you have a goalie making $6 million a year and you have a goalie who's not really able to play consistently well in Arendelle, to ride the number one goalie to try and boost his confidence, to try and get him in a place where he's playing well consistently because he has shown some pretty good stretches in his career where he's played great, that's a defensible strategy. It just, it, it's not working out. It's not working out. And I'm glad we have a different face behind the bench to try something else and yeah. to say, okay, now it's an even playing field. Now whoever plays better is going to play. And at, at this point with the Sharks, you know, basically at this point, if the fans haven't already figured it out, they better figure it out now. The Sharks are not making the playoffs this year. And they need to sort of figure out what they need to do with this team and who's going to stick and who's not. And this sort of like ride the number one goalie thing, it doesn't make any sense anymore because this is a team that is clearly in some major transition coming, coming up, coming up. It's going to be Martin Jones is going to get bought out. They're going to try and trade him and do a salary dump. They're going to get rid of Brandon Dillon. There's going to be a lot of things going on in this team in the next like eight months. They're going to have to figure something out here because this team is not making the playoffs. They have to go like 30 and 10 or 35 and 8 or something to, to make the playoffs. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. this this team that is just gonna... hit, That just hit me like a ton of bricks, dude. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I mean, I know that, that you're right. It's just in my mind, I guess I, I'm, I'm still like, well, maybe there's a chance, right? 30 and 10. It's no, not going to happen. No, no. I mean. It, and it, it sucks. It, I mean, right. I hate to. Yeah, it, right. You would. I couldn't imagine. Neither of us could imagine that on January 1st, with the season half over, the Sharks are basically out of it right. at this point. So, so the question you know, is, what now? Well, I mean, well, I mean, what I want to see is how are they going to respond, right, right, on Tuesday? How are they going to respond? They played, they were the better team for 59 minutes against the best team in the NHL. So now they're going to go play the second best team in the NHL, right? right? right. The Western Conference leader. And are they going to go in um, with their you know, with their head down and look defeated? Or are they going to play the way that they, pl they played, which was a pretty heavy game, mm -hmm. you know, pretty physical. They dictated a lot of the play. Um, they had some great quality scoring chances. They, they killed penalties. Uh, the penalty, the power play is still just, I, uh, I don't understand like what, and now at this point, I, just convince its personnel and not coaching right. because it's the same, you know, it's the same people yeah. and they can't figure it out. So, I mean, if you're looking at that, right. Is, is this just the wrong mix of people? Like, is it just the wrong mix of people and they just don't know how to play together? It's, it's hard not to think that, <laughs> right. How can you not think that when you look at how good some of these individual players are, and how effective they were only a year ago, and all of a sudden it's just gone in the tank. It's just, it's hard not to think that, okay, there's some major issue not having Pavelski in the center tipping pucks everywhere, which is he's the best in the league at. If you don't have that guy, 
then the power play is not so good. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. I mean, they miss him there more than anything. I, I got to say, you know, going back to... <laughs> I think there's a duck in here. Is there? Uh, going back to uh, the... <laughs> I'm so thrown off. I love it. I love it. Mike lives by a zoo. Yeah. Um, if you didn't know that. Floor um, and fauna everywhere. Uh, I'm going on a tangent, dude. Um, I was uh, in in uh, Mississippi, and they have an outdoor like safari park. Yeah. That you can drive through, and we had a rental car, so we're pulling up, and my daughter's just determined to go through this drive-through zoo. And <laughs> you know, you get there, and the the, the lady goes, "Well, uh, you know, if uh, there we have some rams, and so if you if you don't want them to jump on your car, just keep driving." It's like, okay. Oh, like you just, okay. you just have this image. You're like, oh God, you know, what sure. am I doing here? Yeah. We're driving through, dude. I am never, ever doing one of those things again. <laughs> it was just, I mean, it was ostriches, like they're putting their head in your car and like, oh you know, God. like, I mean, I, I had like a five minute stare down with a llama <laughs> blocking the road. Cause that guy, he wanted food. And yeah. I, I'm like, listen, this ostrich tried to kiss me. I'm not opening my window i'm sorry llama then you're like speeding past these rams who are like come on dude <laughs> i'll take a piece yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about i don't know <laughs> hopefully not the sharks it's depressing <laughs> oh man um yeah i have no idea the power play we're talking about the power play <laughs> just can we talk about llamas instead yeah I mean, maybe they need a llama to tip the power play. I don't know. Dude, I mean, here, this is where I was going. To watch Carlson, John Carlson play, right. and then to watch Wierenski play, I, you're like, okay, where's that? Yeah. Like, yeah. we're supposed to have two of the best defensemen yeah. in the league. They're not doing any of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you look at those two guys, they won the games, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like I still see... Whenever there's bad things happening, I feel like I look out there and there's Mustache Carlson yeah, yeah. standing there, right? It's true. And you go, well, what? I don't. What's know. going on? Like, I mean, I still, I don't think he has gotten better. Like, I mean, I, I mean, it's not as bad as it was, but I just don't see. I'm frustrated because I'm not seeing what was advertised, right? I see great plays from him. We're not seeing him like skated up ice and buried himself. I, I see great passes. I see evidence of great vision pretty much in every single game. The problem is, is that the mistakes are so costly, right? You have a great pass. You're like, great, great pass. What a great outlet pass. Caught the guy in stride, good zone entry, whatever. Okay. You know, that may or may not result in a good scoring chance. Whatever it is may or may not result in long possession in the offensive zone. But if he tries that and it gets tipped away from him, then it's a two-on-one the other way, and it's almost always a quality scoring chance the other way. So it's just – that's the thing that's that's tough. It's like I see the great skill in Carlson, and I see exhibitions of it every single game. The problem is it just seems like the judgment's not there. It seems like he's trying to do these kinds of plays too much in too risky situations. Maybe he's trying too hard. Maybe he doesn't – you know, maybe something's, something's weird. I don't know what's I don't even have an explanation. Well, for I it. think that that's the thing that I've liked about these last couple of games is that I felt like they've kept it 
pretty simple. Like, I mean, like, and that's why they've been successful. They've kept it pretty simple. They, you know, you can see the Bugner demand for more to be a tougher team to play against. That's yeah. definitely been the case. Like, I think that they have been tougher to play against in these last, this weekend. They were much more difficult to play play against. And I like that. Sure. Right? Um. So, St. Louis, tough to play against. Are yeah. they going to go in there? And are they going to be like, you guys take it easy on us. We, this is, we've had a really hard weekend. Right, right. I don't or know. are they going to be mad and take it, try and take it to the Blues? Because for these guys, dude, you're right. They're not making the playoffs. So they need to decide. Do they want to stay together and prove to Doug Wilson that Listen, the beginning of this year was it was screwed up, right? Mm-hmm. Totally messed up. And but we're better than that and we're going to end the year really strong and show you that you know we can do this together and that Bugner is the right guy to keep us together or is this team going to get taken a sledgehammer to yep. the offseason by either Doug Wilson or by somebody else. That's right. Right? I mean, you certainly have to think if this team continues to go downhill, uh, that Doug Wilson is uh, going to be, <laughs> he could be jettisoned along with yeah, some other guys. I mean, certainly, I mean, I know you read the article about Brennan Dillon possibly leaving. I mean, he's the only chip the Sharks have at this no, point. No, I, I think that they have others. I mean, I think that, um, I think Melker Carlson is a very valuable piece to a playoff team. What? He's, a, he's one of the best penalty killers in the league. Yeah, but he's useless five on five. So? So, so you're going to carry a guy so he can play four minutes on the kill a game? Yes. What? Not a play, no, no playoff team can afford uh, that. I disagree with you. I think there's been a lot of guys over the years that have been dealt at the trade deadline who have that very specific skill set. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm I... not so sure. I mean, it'd be great if we could get... I mean, I'm not... I, you know, well, there's a nice guy, not a Milker Carlson. Fan okay. In terms well, of play. I'll, I'll say this. I think that I think a team would be interested in Kevin LeBanc. I think teams would take a chance on Kevin LeBanc. They might. Yeah. And it would if be the a Sharks. Because if you're the Sharks right now and you're going, are you are you going to commit serious money to Kevin LeBanc at this point? Of course not. You can't. So then what are you going to do? Just let him walk away? There's no way they're going to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, either they're going to keep him and say, you know, Doug Wilson has a gentleman's agreement with him and they're going to sign him anyways and think that this is a fluke, right? Can't do it. Or they're going to have to trade him, dude. Yeah. They're going to have to trade him. And I think that somebody would give you something for him. You've got, but the the guys on these long-term massive contracts, they're removable yep. during the year. You yep. can't do anything about that, right? They're, they're, they're going to be here. Right, so the Sharks either need to respond this week. You know they've got three hard games this week. Yep. St. Louis final game of the road trip. Columbus coming in. They're going to be pissy about that loss, right? Yep. And then Joe Pavelski's homecoming. Yep. Which, who knows what way that's going to go? Are the Sharks just going to be so emotional that they're not even going to show up? Right. I, I don't know give, what to expect. They'll give him another Rolex. <laughs> I don't know what to expect from them that night. I don't know if they're going to be excited to like stick it to Joe yeah. or are they just going to be so 
confused yeah, yeah. about everything. I'd have to side with confused. I think I could see them getting completely destroyed that night it, because it, it, yeah. their emotions are on the wrong side. You know, I could see that happening and I want them to prove me wrong. Prove me wrong by playing well in St. Louis. I want to see them play well tomorrow night, dude, and, and give you some hope. The fans need some hope here, which we certainly had over the last three games. I was we going, did. This is, this is getting better, right? And then at the end of today, you go, no, it's not. <laughs> I know, right? You say it was getting better, and then it, all of a sudden, it really, really wasn't. Yeah, it. Washington found a way to win that game. They found a way to win that game. I don't know how exactly they did it. The Sharks helped them a little bit, but they also found a way to win that game. They got yeah, they did. Vrana and Oshi came through when they needed to, they and did. and the the Sharks just couldn't couldn't withstand it. It's just it seemed ridiculous. A minute left, and you're like. Sweet, this is over. Yeah, is that really leaves a bad taste in your mouth as a fan, and it's just it makes you wonder what's the what's the direction of this team here in the new year? There's a lot of games left. Sure. Well, this is something that we we talked about off the air. I think after our last uh, episode, dude, and um, this of course is if the Sharks are going the wrong way, right? If mm-hmm. they they are not able to show any sort of you know marked improvement. So I do think it is going to be incredibly difficult for them to make major core changes to this group due to contract status. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be very hard. So you look around the NHL and you go, okay, well, what is the likelihood, right, that some of these high-profile coaches could get fired, right? Could Peter LaViolette get fired in Nashville? It's possible, yeah. It's possible. I mean, they're right? almost in last place. They're tied for last place in their division with Chicago. Could, no one no one called that. He could get fired. Could Bruce Boudreaux get fired in Minnesota? I think that is a lock. If they don't make the playoffs, that is not Bill Guerin's guy. Yep. I think Boudreaux gets fired, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the offseason, and you know what? And I'll say this too. And this is not his fault, right? But he always seems to sort of take the fall. Yeah. Could Tortorella get fired in Columbus? Possible. That would be kind of nuts, but I guess. But not impossible. Not impossible. Right? Sure. Especially if they sort of go way downhill at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Right? And Tampa Bay has really turned it on, right? They've won seven in a row. Yep. So I had put John Cooper on this list, but I'm, I'm taking him off. Yep. He seems to be safe. Yep. Okay? If you're the Sharks, wouldn't you go immediately after one of those coaches and instantly if they were not uh, I thought you're like not on the boot no, I'm not okay. dude I'm not but I'm saying it seems exactly like what they would do because what are you going to do like you've got this group of players that is they're they're lost together yeah they showed glimpses over the last three days of of playing well right but at the end today, you just go, God, I, I, just, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, there's something wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. So you bring in, Bruce Boudreaux is a proven winner in the regular season, right? <laughs> but he's also, he's, he's good offensively, right? Yeah, I mean, his yeah. teams perform offensively well, right? Peter LaViolette is a, a winner, right? The guy's mm-hmm. a winner, yep, yep. right? <laughs> Tortorella with the Sharks, I mean, oh, dude, I mean, that'd I, be crazy, right? Be crazy. But, but I, I think... 
if Doug Wilson is still the GM, I think that's I think that's what he'd do. I think he has to. You think he'd not keep Bugner and he'd get a new guy? At the end of the year, not yeah. in the middle of the not year, the but I think the at year. the end of the year, I think you'd have to go, gosh, I've got to go. I've got to try a completely different approach here unless, I mean, Bugner's auditioning for the job right now. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. He's auditioning for the job. And, you know, I appreciate that he's going with Shellman, that, you know, uh, he, you know, he probably told Doug Wilson that he needed, they need something else, right? So they get Nason, mm-hmm. right? I say it right, dude. I think so. And who plays a little bit of a heavier game. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't mind those guys for sure. But but yeah, it's it, it you're still talking about a team that has only 119 goals. It's the you know the worst, not the not the worst in the division, but it's certainly not a lot of goals yeah, compared I mean, to some of these you know bigger you know. Sharks have some physical players, dude. What Timo Meyer, wakey wakey, dude. Yeah. Again, like dude. I mean, this guy used to just be he was like an animal out there sometimes i loved it he had a lot of ryan clo in him yeah that's gone that's completely gone this year he had a great game against philadelphia yep but you know when you see dylan and and shimmick and 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 uh and ferraro and and some of the other forwards really throwing their bodies around there's none of that from timo meyer i like kane though I like Kane too, and you know what? And when he plays like that within control, yeah, right? Yeah. Like he did today, he played within control. He even got a little pissy yeah. at one moment, but he didn't take a penalty like a real dumb one. Right. 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 Like like that makes him a better player, right? Yeah. And yeah. he you know got a hat trick because of it. I like it, right? But I want to see Timo Meyer. There were moments where he's like he hit somebody. It was always it was like a j- mash him, dude. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. like you we're like crush him crush him take out your frustration he seems like of of i'm worried about eric carlson i'm more worried about timo meyer he seems to be the most lost of any of these guys right he seems completely lost i don't know what not the same guy that we had last year at all yeah and we needed him to he i think the whole thing you know you're not going to keep pavelski because you have got timo meyer right that's right He's yeah. been so disappointing. Oh man, and and uh, yeah, and and the next week is not gonna. No, dude, well, I don't know what to expect. I gotta tell yeah, you, I honestly don't know. don't know because after beating Pittsburgh and Columbus, you're like, okay, and being and up they against Washington, have won today. And they should have won. They should have won today. You're like and they I could really, win. Well, right. Well, I think, and, and I think we both agreed that if Aaron Dell had been playing today, they would have won the game. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. Then you 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 put Dell in against St. Louis and you hope that the this they can respond positively and not just you know feel sorry for themselves. So many questions regarding this team, dude. I guess the only thing we can do is wait and see. There's there's nothing else we can do. It's just what Do you now? think Brandon Dillon would get a first round? Can you get a first round pick for Brandon Dillon? No. No. If he was a top pair, you could not. You could maybe. He's not a top pair. You'll get a second rounder for him. Maybe, maybe a. Can we get like a top four pick? <laughs> and that's what we're giving to Ottawa. I think Ottawa would give us the pick back for <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if the Sharks give Ottawa the number one overall pick and no. they get Lafreniere? They get two. No, so top, I mean, but it's even more reason for them. They've got to finish the year strong. If it, it is, if it's a top 
five pick, I'm going to lose my mind. I know, me too. Like, the Sharks haven't had a top five pick since 1997, and they're going to get one and give it to Ottawa. Can you imagine? I don't want to think about it. No. we got to end the show because I don't want to think about that anymore. Dude, go Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudesonhockey.com dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the san jose sharks organization or the national hockey league